Hello and welcome to Babel on the Great, the show where we talk about Watchtower's weirdest, latest, and greatest teachings. I am XJW Caleb, and with me are my co-host, my little Pimo, aka Peems, and Dax, who doesn't get a second nickname. Is that okay? Yeah, that's totally fine. How are you, do- how are you doing? How-, how has your week been? Uh, our week has been uh, a little insane. Um, plenty of XJW trauma, and uh, mm-hmm. you know how it goes. How about yours? I it's it's doing pretty well. Um, I am surprised that no one has invited me to the memorial, though. Same. Mm-hmm. I have me not. Too. Re- well, I haven't gotten an invitation yet. <laughs> yeah, I haven't either. And um, for people who are listening that don't know, um, XJW Caleb and I, neither of us are Pimo, but Peems, by nature of the name, is, and so he also has not received an invitation. Although I uh, have been invited to our upcoming assembly. When when is that? Really? It's very soon. It's this coming week actually. It's this weekend? Yes. Wait, is this is this an in-person thing or or uh, no, it or is, is so... it is uh it is like the last Zoom assembly. Oh. Boring. Yeah, so that should be fun. Yeah. You excited for the first in-person assembly? No, not at all. I I mean, I think that expectation of everything going back to uh in person is is definitely a driver of stress for a lot of people you know a lot of us have gotten used to being able to uh browse the xjw subreddit or read crisis of conscience during meetings and uh and having wait to go back did, did you actually did you actually read crisis of conscience during meetings oh yeah i did in front of me <laughs> in front of me <laughs> Uh, you know what? I think I actually browse the XGW set, subreddit in front of you. But wow, uh, it's, it's amazing that you did not catch fire. Oh, I know. I I really pushed some things. To our listeners, uh, Dax and Peems are are together. That's why, you know, they they have they are in a relationship. Shall we say? So that is why you know they're they're asking these kinds of questions because I, I feel everyone would be like, wait, what? How? how yeah, why would, would why would know? that matter? No, um, it's funny because. <laughs> yeah. uh, my little Pimo woke up long before I did, and yet I uh, got out so much faster. Um, so good luck, my little Pimo. Uh, which brings us to the memorial, the first in-person memorial since 2020? I mean, no, exactly. 2019 was the last one. Or was it 2020? I think it was about, yeah, it, it was like a lifetime ago, I think. Yeah. No, every, if, if, if I remember down in, in March, everything was shut down in March, and so the the memorial was done over Zoom. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, that's why we decided uh, today uh, we would just jump right into talking about the memorial. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing in the news right now is is the memorial uh, that we're yeah, doing right. it in person. Yeah, Peams went out and did the research. For, for us because we are very lazy. Uh, we we are delegating. Yes. Um, so wait wait wait. This so, was delegated to me because I thought we were all picking three points. Look, I'm not allowed to have privileges. So you guys made, you points. guys it's made me think up. all of us were doing three <laughs> points, and then you just had me do it. I see how this goes. You, I mean, Listen, here's I, the thing. We knew that you would have so many good points, and that yeah. we would have like, so many no good points to like add. That you know, you're just so research. Is this how? Pe- Wow, this is what kids who want others to do their homework in group projects think like, isn't it? You know, you guys, you guys are just uh, 
Yeah, you are like like those people in group projects. Yeah. Uh, well, why don't you, you present your project is the to guy us? That does I, I, all the I can work. tell that you're trying to manipulate me with flattery, and it's working. So, um, I do have something I'd we like love to you, Peace. Thank you for yes. doing this. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> so, to get things started, I would like to begin with showing you all a video. You are invited to a special meeting to celebrate the death of Jesus Christ. Okay. All right. I think that's enough. Yeah, okay, so um, so that is how I figured we would kick this off, is they've just got a few interesting points on there that are uh, that are fun to discuss. Um, yeah, we watched that off, off camera or off microphone. Is it off microphone when you're recording a podcast, Peems? You should know. Uh, I, I would agree, uh, but, but I think off cam rolls, rolls better off the tongue. All right, so we watched J-Dub Town off camera microphone. Camera, we loved it. Everyone should watch it. it. It is it is the best thing in the world. And their uh, their memorial episode, particularly, that's what we watched. Um, and uh, for those who don't know, uh, the Watchtower organization is currently suing the creator of Dubtown, uh, and what? trying to they're trying to unmask him um, in court because they don't know his actual identity. What and are they, they suing him for? Him. Copyright infringement. Even though he barely uses anything. Yeah. I read I read about this on Ars Technica actually. Wow. Yeah, it's a yeah, really so bad look. It's weird because they they've never sued like they haven't sued a whole lot of other people, but they are they are suing uh they are suing this guy over mm. the over Dubtown. Do you think like they'll make him reveal himself? Oh, he used some leaked footage in one of his videos, and so they're trying to sue him for that. Um uh, I I think that I don't I think that it's clearly parody. I don't think that they'll yeah. be able to get the, win it. But you know, obviously, they can try to waste his money and time and unmask him. Like they can, they can try to unmask him by just being like, "Oh," and then just fellowship. We him. deserve to know who this person is, and it's really not about the lawsuit. It's about unmasking him and disfellowshipping him, and you know, punishing him, which is it's pretty creepy, honestly. It's just not really what Jesus would do. I think. Yeah. Oh no, Jesus definitely went and tracked down <laughs> people who had left, and then tried to disfellowship them and and shun them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the people who didn't agree with him, but Jesus famously tra uh, tracked them down. Yeah, JW. Yeah, he was like, never talk to these people. So I, I one of the things I wanted to. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, it's fine. No, I, I was gonna go on a tangent. We, we haven't even start, gotten started, and it's been twenty minutes. So let's just <laughs> forget about the tangent. I already forgot about it. Okay. So just, what, one of the things, on. uh, one of the things I really liked in that video is the observation that. Uh, Jesus said to partake of the bread and the wine, and we instead spectate and reject it. I have so many things to say about that, so I'm just gonna let you guys speak first because I just I just want to go on a rant, as as apparently I do on this podcast. But I I I, I want to hear you guys. Rant. No 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 no. I have no thoughts on this particular <laughs> point. So please rant. This is something that really bothered me as a witness because. I was very afraid of of coming out and saying this because it sounded apost like apostate thinking for some reason, right? But right now, the only people who are allowed to partake are the people who are part of the 144,000, correct? Yes. So you have to ask yourself, who are the people who partake in in, in the dinner, like with, with in the Last Supper? It's his uh, disciples, right? Yeah. His, his 11 disciples. Uh, the yeah. 11. Uh, Judas 11 apostles, yeah. Come on. Yeah. Brush your... Your, your Bible reading, come, bro, brother, brother uh, Beams. Uh, my bad. Don't you have, my bad. don't you think your Bible reading, like your 
Look, you need to follow closely your the Bible reading re leading to the memorial, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have not been doing my Oh, Bible God, I forgot week. about that. I forgot that that's a thing. Anyways, but yeah, the apostles. Anyway, so, yeah, the apostles. Now, here is, here's the kicker. The apostles were not anointed. Think about it. The apostles were not anointed. No one was anointed not? until a Pentecostal of 65 BC or you know whatever. Oh, when when the when the right. flames came down and the that is when the anointing started. Oh, now, right. So the apostles, they were, the apostles are anointed because they were there when the flames came down, but nobody had been anointed yet. Exactly. I see what you're saying. They hadn't been anointed yet. They weren't anointed yet. They were they were still gonna be tested. They were still gonna lose their faith as we see with with Peter, who you know they didn't even know like what was going on. Because remember, if if the teaching of of Stephen Lit that saying that even doubting yourself on whether you're going to heaven or not uh, that it that would disqualify you right now with Peter Peter didn't even know where where he was standing until like if if you if you according to Jehovah's Witness theology at least he didn't know where, where he was standing until Jesus came down and he was like oh come on do you love me go to my sheep and, and that's where he knew for sure right so. He couldn't have been anointed then. He would have been disqualified even. He was anointed later on. So in the Bible, the people who partake are not anointed. So why are we there? And if, if we're not supposed to partake, then what are we doing there? That is What's fantastic. the point? Um, what it, is the point? I will tell you exactly more? what the point is. It is to scare children into thinking they're going to spill wine in a public place. It is purely <laughs> to... Um, Enact. I always took the smell. <laughs> did, did you? I always, always. I just, I was like, it, it, I knew that I wasn't supposed to, but every time I was like, <laughs> ah, that's good wine. Yeah, it, just, I mean, it, re, it was amazing. It was the it's highlight. To, it's to enforce a hierarchy, right? I mean, it's to make us yeah. sit and, and look at the people who are above us. It, that is if we're not allowed to participate, but we should be allowed to participate because no anointed person has ever been participating in, the, in, 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 in that dinner in the Bible. And also to continue off of that, um, so something I found interesting is uh, the, the witness belief that all of the first century Christian congregation were anointed. Are you guys familiar with that? Yes. Uh, no. Yeah, so um, it is part of Jehovah's Witness theology that all of the first century Christians were anointed, every single person in the congregation, uh, not just like the apostles, and the people who saw Jesus, but like everyone for like everyone who was baptized after Jesus died, that whole first century, they were all anointed. There were no non-anointed Christians back then. That's so. Did they think that once yeah. they got to one hundred forty-four thousand, that was it? Like, uh, well, yeah. That, I mean, that is the belief, but the belief is also that we're not there yet. Like they think that everyone in the first century was anointed, and then at uh, one point. Uh, apostasy set in and false brothers started joining and then everything got corrupted and in the, the catholic church so, like so, over, in the so over all of human history only 144,000 people are meant to make it to heaven yeah and and a lot of them were in the first century and that's witness theology or that yes like, yeah okay like original no, no one else believes this by the way i i looked around people have uh, taken the 144,000 number out of context but it's just I hope we get to we get to uh, do these themes. Like I don't know I don't know where, what are your your topics for for this episode, but I, I would really love to uh, later on read 
the verses of, of the 144,000? Because it really doesn't make any sense. Maybe the 144,000 deserves its own episode, though, because it's just... just it, it's so much yeah, nonsense. Yeah, it, it definitely... Honestly, it. a lot of these topics are going to deserve more than one episode, and I think that is definitely one of those. So Jehovah's Witnesses believe that all the first century Christian congregations, uh, they were all anointed. So they all partook of uh, of the bread. And I think that this is a really interesting connection because you will find in the Watchtower that it's they say it seems that all in the first century Christian congregation were anointed. For example, in the uh, 2016 January Watchtower. And they never really back that up. And I actually think, and I might be wrong on this, but I think that their reason for believing that all the first century Christians were anointed is because they all partook of the loaf. So their own beliefs so are just reinforcing kind of, it was their just own beliefs. Over, like oversight on their part? Or sorry, understand. But how do you know that they all partook? The, the only time where we know that this happened was when Jesus did it. Like there's no record of that is actually uh, century correct. So Really? Brothers and sisters, please turn with me no. to First Corinthians. Read it to oh, us. I love look. this. I, Peems, you're introducing every topic. I'm learning so much today with you. Hold. I'm actually. Hold on. I'm gonna. Hold I'm on. gonna read it. I literally well, have my Bible ready. Can you say for, it again? Oh. First Corinthians. We're gonna start with chapter ten. Then we're gonna go over to chapter eleven. Where it's First Corinthians chapter ten. First Corinthians chapter ten. Yeah, I have it. This is a letter that Paul wrote to the Corinthians congregation. Oh, so many letters. Honest to God, I'm. He was in love with them. These were love letters. <laughs> All right. So chapter ten and verse sixteen. The cup of blessing that we bless is it not a sharing in the blood of the Christ? The loaf that we break is it not a sharing in the body of the Christ? Because there is one loaf, we, although many, are one body, for we are all partaking of that one loaf. Did you hear that? Everyone was partaking back then. <laughs> so let's go over to chapter 11. And this is where Paul starts setting out a bunch of rules, is including head coverings, by the way. Yeah, um, I see it I'm already. Sure I know very grateful for. Scripture well. Now, uh, let's go to verse 20 of chapter 11. So you can read that on your own or we can read it out loud. But uh, I think the... When ye come part, together, therefore, just, into I'm one gonna... place, this is not to eat the Lord's Supper. Sorry, I won't. <laughs> that's how it sounds to me. That's how it sounds to me when I read it in the King James version because of all the yees and taketh. Yeah, so, yeah, so everyone, everyone partook, partook back then. Yeah, everyone partook. Now there's a thing here where it says everyone who drinks, eats the loaf, or drinks the cup of the Lord unworthily will be guilty respecting the body and the blood of the Lord. First, let a man approve himself after scrutiny, and only then let him eat out of the loaf and drink of the cup. So it's saying, you know, if you were uh, if you were a sinner, you shouldn't be partaking. Of course, I think Jehovah's Witnesses would interpret unworthy to maybe mean the great crowd, but that's a bit of a stretch. Like, there's nothing in these verses that says, it says everyone in the first century congregation took. So the only way for them to square that with their beliefs is to say, well, then they were all anointed. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of ridiculous to say every single first century Christian was anointed. And then also there's still a lot, like there's still a whole lot of slots left for the 144,000. Do you want me to get you the numbers? You... Yes, that was actually another one of my points, but let's just. Oh, okay. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. Because I thought, I thought it was the same point. But so let's go to point number two, uh, which I, is. I feel like those are points that like lead right into each other. Um, yeah, it's, well, I mean, it's the memorial. So. <laughs> yeah. So my next point is the memorial partakers. Perfect. Memorial partakers. 
what you got for us? Um, memorial partakers. Uh, so I think some context is extremely important here. Um, yeah, I think it was a belief right. for a very long time for Jehovah's Witnesses that there was a limited number of takers. Like we believe there's 144,000 people total throughout all of human history. Um, and that that number was actually sealed. Now, through my childhood, um, I was under the impression that when that the end had to come before the generation that saw 1914 passed away. Uh, Wait, I so under- were you not under the belief that it's when the last of the 144,000 passes away? Yeah, that, that's the same belief. Um, okay, I got it. But the thing is that there was not supposed to be new members of the 144,000. I did not know this exact date, but now I know some more details. So I'm going to share the details that I have learned in my research um, over this last couple hours. Charles Taze Russell used to believe that all of the 144,000 had been chosen as of 1881. 1881. So no one is partaking this memorial then? So in 1881, he believed the number had been sealed. Uh, In fact, he wrote it in the second book of Studies in the Scriptures um, that we recognize 1881 as marking the close of the high calling. They should have that in JW.org, right? Because, I mean, it's their publication. Why wouldn't they have that? Well, they will have some of the other stuff we're going to get to. So in 1931, Rutherford changed and said that the the anointed had all been sealed by 1931. Uh, which is kind of convenient because it allows him to be in that number. Then later on, they decided that actually it was 1935, but then they stuck to that. Wait, what's the importance of that? Why four years later? I'm not sure. Actually, I couldn't figure that out. It, it seems like they were. They you just were have a friend it. you wanted to include. His best friend's like, "Yo, you know, I was actually born <laughs> after this date," and he's like, "All right, fine, fine, we'll change the date." Yeah, I think it was something along those lines. Nathan Knorr um, would mention that year in his talks, and then eventually it made it into the Watchtower. And in 1966 and in 1970, Watchtower said that all of the anointed had been chosen by 1935. Now, I didn't know 1935 was the date, but I did know that all of the anointed had been chosen. So it was a thing in the 90s for people like me that we would look every year and we would look at how that number was going down. And to us, that was a countdown because we knew that before it hit zero, the end had to come. You, that is what you would do when you, when you got your, your, I'm sorry, how do you call it in English? The, um, the yearbook. Yeah. It was the annual. When you got the yearbook. Yeah. When you got the yearbook, that is what you would, you would, you would just go to the statistics part and then you will look at the memorial partakers and then you would memorize that. And then you'd be like, oh, no, now there are like only 8,000 left. And, and you, would, you would be excited because there was only like about 8,000 or then 7,000. I, I think it went down to. Oh, I, I totally did. started to like, I don't remember when it started to phase away. But then in 2005, that was the lowest year ever. And in early 2006, before the memorial, they announced, or sorry, 2007. In 2007, they just kind of dropped a Watchtower article that said, oh, yeah, we've noticed that some new people have started partaking. So we must have been wrong about any specific dates that we chose because people, new people are being chosen all the time. And it was like a small, like, asterisk. Not, not you know, oh, must be false prophets, but we were no. wrong on our whole doctrine because more people want to join. 
Yeah, so they mentioned this almost casually, and then the numbers started going up. And I didn't even notice this, because we just stopped tracking it. We stopped... I mean, it was still... The numbers were in there, but it just stopped becoming a thing that people looked at. And, like, I recognized yeah, now, oh, that's because no it no longer anymore. mattered. Um, yeah. But, you know, I was I was still young. So 2006 is is when that changed. And so, you know, I was still pretty young then, and so, like, I didn't really notice that that was a doctrinal change. I just kind of forgot that that was a thing we tracked all the time and it faded into the background um yes so what happened was people saw people saw that the number that uh the rules now allowed them to be anointed they saw that oh i could be one of the anointed so they asked themselves am i one of the anointed they had never considered that before and so once that rule change happened people started saying oh i guess i'm anointed then and the numbers of anointed started skyrocketing. Yeah. Which would you... make absolutely zero sense. Yeah. Why is why is God cramming all these new anointed members right at the last minute? So what is the explanation, Peems, for the uh the for, for, from the Watchtower? I thought... Yeah. So we were tracking those people dying, and I think Watchtower figured out, oh, we're gonna have a problem when we run out of people. And so they changed the rule. And suddenly a bunch of new people became anointed. So basically they got, they chickened out. They got scared that their end of the world date wouldn't be accurate. Yeah, because if all those anointed people were dead, then nobody else can be put on the governing body. Um, and and they're, they're proven false. Well, and what I've been told oftentimes is that, oh, there just must be a bunch of people who believe they're anointed that aren't. Exactly. You are not wrong. In fact, when this started happening, um, there was several watchtowers that identified that as the reason that the numbers are going up. The number of partakers includes those who mistakenly think that they are anointed. Some who at one point started to partake of the emblems later stopped. Others may have mental or emotional problems that lead them to believe that they will rule with Christ in heaven. Therefore, the number of partakers does not accurately indicate the number of anointed ones left on earth. That is from the Watchtower 2016 January Study Edition, pages 25 and 26. And then also again in the 2011 Watchtower, August 15th, page 22. A number of factors, including past religious beliefs or even mental or emotional imbalance, might cause some to assume mistakenly that they have the heavenly calling. We thus have no way of knowing the exact number of anointed ones on earth, nor do we need to know. If we don't need to Isn't know, it... why do we keep track? That's a great question. No, I, I just feel like this is a fascinating example of, you know, they see a problem. They see a problem that they're going to run out of anointed people. So they change the rules, and then they have this unintended side effect. So then they have to come up with an explanation, and they just say, oh, oh a bunch of people are crazy. A bunch of people are crazy, and it doesn't matter anyway. Yep. Isn't it interesting that the only times that the Watchtower brings out uh, mental health is apparently to talk about the people who are partaking that shouldn't and apostates. That's it. Like, that's the only time that they're like, oh, this is a mental disease. Well, you forgot about the biggest thing they call mentally people, like group of people they call mentally diseased. And that would be um, the people who do not identify as straight Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, that is I totally forgot that, that was a thing. Yeah. 
You you mean the people who designed the tight pants? The the people who um, designed the tight pants. I love that. And you want to eat tight pants? Yes. I love that. Exactly. Now, what is our next point? So this is not about Jehovah's Witnesses specifically, but uh, something I find fascinating is the Catholic belief in transubstantiation. What Are you familiar that? with this at all? No. How about you, Caleb? Wait, yeah, I am. I, I, it's wait. it's fascinating. Is this the, is this the bones thing? The, the, no, it is not the bones thing. I do know what you're referring to there. It's not quite. Um, it is the belief that when a Catholic partakes in the bread and the wine at their communion at a Catholic mass, after they consume the bread and the wine, it actually is miraculously transformed into the body and blood of Christ in their stomach. Ew. Weird. Delicious, and, right? and that is an actual Catholic teaching that um, a lot of Catholics believe um, that it is a literally taking of the blood, the the body and blood of Christ. And it's not something like as a witness, I knew that other religions thought that way. And it was actually a major part of the Protestant Reformation that a lot of other Christian religions that broke away from the Catholic Church decided, now nah, they're wrong on that. Yeah. But uh, this, this is interesting because Jesus basically said it. This is my uh, flesh. This is my blood. It's interesting because why do Jehovah's Witnesses not believe that this is literal? I think it is. It, it points towards just how arbitrary it is when something is literal and when something is not literal. Uh, 144,000 is literal, apparently. Exactly. 144,000. Yeah, if you read before, like that part when they're all virgins and they they, they have never been defiled by any woman, that, that's that's not a thing. And then if you read a little bit further, when it's about the tribes of Judah and all that, that that's that's also figurative. But the number, that part is, is literal. Yeah. And well, with mean, this, they're doing a similar thing. They're like, oh, this, this part is isn't literal. They, they pick and choose whatever feels comfortable for them. So, for example, Jephthah's daughter, definitely a human sacrifice. But yeah, they're like, no, they, they, they get commendation. They, it, here, the Bible meant to say commendation, not um, consolation or uh, grieving. Like it, it, it meant to say commendation, actually. Yeah, jeez. We decided because we're anointed. Yeah. <laughs> and we partake. You know, you know we're anointed because we partake. Everyone has seen us partake, right? Yeah, yeah. You saw, right? I tried to make the sound as quiet as possible, wink, wink. Well, the final point, I think, unless we can come up with a different point, but the final point, um, because, look, we can talk about um, the Bible verses and all of that stuff. Like, we can talk about it all, all, all night long, but you have JW facts for that. If you're looking into very in-depth discussion with uh, someone who actually knows what, what they're talking about, Go to Paul Grundy in Just It's there, right? That is where the, let's say the um, uh, talk about, we're not professionals. Yeah, I want to talk about the interesting uh, part. Excuse me. Uh, I, I, we're professional podcasters, remember? Oh. We are professional podcasters, but we're not professional in anything else, like in, in JW Doctrine. That's what I meant. Yeah. Obviously. But we're, we're the best at podcasting, obviously. Mm -hmm. The topic that I want to talk about is a topic no one wants you to talk about. I am talking about a conspiracy. I am talking about a conspiracy that goes all the way to the top. I'm talking about Freemasons. I'm talking about the Illuminati. I am talking about how Jehovah's Witnesses are part of the Illuminati because they all of their witnesses are meant to reject the body of Christ, and that is clearly a Mason teaching. There you go. It's, it's 
proven. It's a it's a conspiracy theory. We uh, can we agree that, that it's it's it, it's case closed. I think I think the Smurfs are in on it. Wait, <laughs> is that really where some people get that belief that the Freemasons and witnesses are connected? Partially, no, no. In, uh, partially. Uh, th there are some connections over there with uh, uh, pyramidology and all of that stuff. It's it's very big. I, I don't really believe in this stuff. But but one of the main things that a lot of people talk about that they have left the religion when they believe that there's like some satanic things going on is how in the memorial you are meant to reject the body of Christ. Hmm. That is the point. Hmm. The point of it is for you to reject it. And that is a very huge thing in, in Freemasonry. And that is a very huge thing in, in like satanic rituals and all of that stuff. I think that has nothing to do with it. Yeah, yeah it's I, I, I think it's a coincidence. Um, yeah, I think I think this is what happened. All right. I think what happened right now is that you you look at it like this, like in 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 this context, and you're like, oh no, this is they're clearly doing this and blah blah blah. I think the answer is far too stupid. I think there is no conspiracy theory. They, no one in the Illuminati wants to be part of Jehovah's Witness because, <laughs> frankly, why would they? Yeah, and, if I was Beyonce, I would not want to be affiliated with the witnesses. Uh, actually, actually, uh, I I think we can disprove this by looking at the timeline pretty easily, because that is that is exactly what I, what I was going at. I think nope. what happened is they were like, "Hey, guess what? Well, this is this is the the history. We you need to look at the history, and basically in the history, you, Russell is like, hey, we are all one hundred forty four thousand because they never thought that they were he was going to get to one hundred forty four thousand, and then he they actually got there, so." Um, uh, Rutherford had to come up with a with a different explanation, and he was like, "Oh well, there's there's actually like this other flock and blah blah blah." And so not everyone is going to go to heaven. Actually, um, some people are going to enjoy the paradise earth. A lot of people don't realize that uh, Russell did not preach about a paradise earth. It was all really? the way to Rutherford when when we got that stuff. I didn't know that. Unless I'm running, yep. in which case I'm cutting this out. I, I'm no, no. Uh, actually, I was going to talk about this and I forgot to write it down. This exact perfect. Thing. So, um, so well, sorry, yeah. do, do you want to, you want to continue? No, I was just going to reiterate, like Russell, uh, taught that they were all in this 144,000 and Rutherford came up with a separate groups to explain how many they had. Um, but I, I could not find any, I actually went down a rabbit hole trying to Google and I couldn't find anything because I'm really curious about what it was like when it first, when they first implemented that separation, right? Because prior to the 1920s, when Rutherford said the great crowd is a separate group and many of you are actually part of the great crowd, right? Prior to that, they would have all taken part in the memorial, I assume. Yeah. So there must have been like a, a point where suddenly they told them now only the 144,000 gets to partake and most of you have to stop partaking. And I can't find any, you know, people who are alive back then discussing what that shift was like. Yeah, unfortunately, barely anyone had YouTube channels back then. <laughs> they were so lazy. What a shame. Basically, I think what happened here is that they changed the doctrine. And then they were like, oh, how are we going to differentiate? And, and they came up with, okay, actually, it's just only the people who are going to heaven. Like, you know them because they partake. And then the people who were going to heaven, uh, who originally thought that they were going to heaven, started dying. And then they became a minority. And then that's it. There is, I don't think there's any conspiracy theory out there. I think believing there's a conspiracy theory out there is giving them a lot of credit that they probably don't, don't deserve it.
I would I would like to add um, the conspiracy theory is that Russell was the Freemason because he's into pyramidology and all that, but and then Rutherford wasn't because he struck all that stuff out. He took out all the pyramidology and all that. It was Rutherford that implemented that separation, and that's why the conspiracy timeline doesn't work very well. I feel like Rutherford probably came up with the idea that only the 144,000 partake in the great crowd doesn't. I, I think he just came up with that uh, because it he was kind of an egotist and that like allows him to eat and all these other people have to watch him eat. That's that's yeah. my personal theory. It really fits with a lot of what, what Rutherford did. Rutherford uh, was all about elevating himself over over other people. And a lot of his teachings were about that, were, a lot, were about him getting the power. And a lot of people don't know this, but the Rutherford, during the Rutherford presidency, Rutherford removed the elders from the congregation. They, they were a part of the congregation. And then he said, actually, you know what? They're not a part of the congregation. They're a whole bunch of idiots. I'm just going to, don't, don't be elders. And they only have congregation servants, I think they were called. And if you read into it, like, there is, I think there is no clear way to link it, but it follows the trend um, that uh, Rutherford loved to do, which is how can I make myself look more special? How people are trying to um, get the power that remember, like he he stole the power from the. Oh, it's you know what? It's very hard sometimes to to do this podcast because I feel. If a Jehovah's Witness is listening, they're going to be like, wait, what is all of this stuff? What what are they talking? Rutherford stealing the power, the changes in the duck. And I feel that's one of the hard things. If, if you allow me to go in this tangent yeah, while I was cool. already going to this tangent, if, if you just allow me. We can have two going. <laughs> I'm sorry. But and I think this is important. And, and I've, no, I've, I haven't seen anyone talking about this. When you're not a Jehovah's Witness and you realize why you're, you shouldn't be a Jehovah's Witness and you start talking about um, uh, Jesus and the, the elder arrangement and, and the 1995 and, and when Jerusalem was, was destroyed, you realize you are like levels ahead of Jehovah's Witnesses because people are saying, oh, but it's just remember Jesus and the prophecy of the, um, of the faithful and discreet slave. And then you're like, well, yeah, but. It says the evil slave right there, first of all. And, you know, how would we know if there's an evil slave? We don't, we, we, we can't know. We can't even ask that question. So th that's gone. Th that is also not even a prophecy. Uh, that, is, that is not a prophecy. It's a, it's a parable. And then that mm -hmm. I don't even believe in Jesus anymore. Look, it's just so hard to connect to Jehovah's Witnesses because, sorry, you're so far removed from what you used to be and what you used to believe. And I find it um extremely hard when i'm making videos because i i just i just don't know what the level is i'm, I'm always like what you know, what's the level what I, I would how say much can i talk is, about talk about as much as you want because if somebody who is newly out or is a witness is watching your podcast they're already gonna have a bunch of questions they're already gonna have a bunch of questions to everything you say if you're a jehovah's witness listening i i don't ask you to take us seriously i'm not asking you to believe us I'm just asking you to fact check us. Just, yeah, that's yeah. all we ask. So brother Rutherford was an egotist and wanted power. So do you guys think that part of the reason that we are going back to memorial in person is not we, but um, my little peens. Uh, you can say, uh, you can say <laughs> we. 
I'm not. I'm not going back. Uh, do you think part of the reason they are trying to have people meet again in person is a power move? It's a good question. Or a I membership thoughts... attention move. I think that Caleb should go first. <laughs> good thought. <laughs> I'm sorry. I you you guys can't see this, but I just I just kept opening my mouth, wanting to talk, and I'm like, I don't I don't want to I don't want to interfere with whatever they're gonna say. <laughs> well, it's happened I like think... five times now that you uh, I say something right as you open your mouth. And then you're like, that was what I was going to say. So yeah, I think just, I should let you go first. <laughs> I think it's not so much of a power move as they need Jehovah's Witnesses to be in the Kingdom Halls. Because mm -hmm. I think they're realizing that they are losing a ton of members. Are they? Just Do we have so any yeah. statistics for this? We don't have the statistics. They, I think... Well, I don't think Watchtower is membership growth in the XJW subreddit. Yeah, but look, maybe it's just in my side you of know, the woods over here. No, we what? have numbers uh, to a degree. The numbers yes. we have is that in uh, 2021 was the first year they ever recorded a loss of members. It was very small. Um, and then it went back up again, right? This year, year supposedly is a little higher, but but I think you but can actually argue people. Well, you can you can argue that actually they changed the hour requirement to allow fractional hours in 2022. Um, so you can argue that the numbers went that. back up. Yeah, you can argue that they the numbers went back up because they changed how it's reported. They're falsifying the data. Yeah, but I don't in, think they falsified it. I think they just they're manicured. They're falsifying. They're um they're uh massaging. Yeah. Yeah, they no one they define how the numbers are accounted. And yeah, they can like, redefine that anytime it's like they want. Throwing the same data onto two charts, but changing the spectrum of it to make it look exactly. more. Exactly, but I, that can only get you so far. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's it, you can't keep doing that forever. And I think the Watchtower is looking at a a, a, tr a a trend where they keep having to manipulate the data, like manicure the data a little bit, just mm -hmm. so they don't have to. Uh, they, they, they don't make anyone stumble thinking that a lot of people are leaving. But I think a lot of people are leaving. Honestly, it would play into their narrative that only select few at the end of the last days will stick around. So I'm yeah. shocked that they're trying to pretend their numbers aren't dwindling because that would actually look good for them. Uh, I don't think Maybe, it would because they need to pretend that the it's being preached in all the inhabited earth. If it starts, if the numbers start falling, then... Um, then like and the it's a sign of the done. last days. Then the preaching work's almost done. Yeah. Yeah, but here's but the thing. You can that out for a while. You can say both things because when it's growing, you can say, "Oh, see, this is why Jehovah hasn't hasn't brought the the paradise." Because look at all of these people. Look at this. Look at all of this growth. All of these people could not be able to 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 be here if he had brought Armageddon uh, like today, like or yeah. or yesterday, you know. But as soon as the numbers started to go down, you know, that suddenly makes no sense because, hey, if Jehovah had brought Armageddon last year when the numbers were up, there will be more people in paradise. So yeah. there uh, they can say, oh, it's just the, the love of the the love of the many is cooling off something like that. Pim, so you, yeah. you remember that? that That's correct. Yeah, something like the love cooling off. But they the already, love of the greater uh, number. I think. They, thank you. Thank you. The love of the greater number. But they, fun fact, they already did that for 1975 to explain. Ooh, no. Yeah. So technically, I mean, they could do it again. You know, no Jehovah's Witness remembers. 
they can do it again, but they they already did it. So I forgot about that. Actually, you're right. Mm. It's not the first time numbers have declined, but it is a, it is a big deal because even if no new people were being converted, you would have Bornans raising the numbers, right? Yeah. So that tells you that more people are being disfellowshipped or leaving than are actually uh, you know being born well, into okay, it and preached combined. Take, you also have to take into account there has been a decline in childbirth uh, and. Um, a religious group that encourages you to not have kids until the new system is probably not too far off. Um, uh, that is actually a really fair point. Numbers. Is a retention issue when it comes to going back to the hall? If I was a betting man, I would bet all of it, all of my, my imaginative uh, hypothetical bucks on them wanting to people to go back because the numbers are just, are just going down. And the only yeah. thing that has changed is that they're not being indoctrinated twice a week. Yeah. Uh, Caleb, God uh, says you shouldn't gamble. I'm sorry. Uh, it, it's hypothetical. Is that... Uh, I'll just talk to the elders. It's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> so uh, I actually have gotten into arguments about this on Twitter. Um, I uh, I feel very strongly about this. Uh, a lot of people have theorized that the organization might become more of an online organization with broadcasting and all of that. And I, yeah. I don't think that that's the case at all. I think that they have been desperate to get people back in because their numbers fall when the love bombing doesn't happen. They need people to be in person. They need the social pressures yeah. because their their style of indoctrination doesn't work without social pressure. Once you start going online and making friends online and not going to the Kingdom Hall, you fade out real quick and you snap out of it. So we talked a little bit about the return of Kingdom Hearts, but to bring it back to the memorial, any final thoughts before we move into our next and final segment, Dax? Yeah, good luck to the Pimos out there. I know uh, from the, yeah. the alt-worldly Discord and from Twitter that a lot of Pimos are dreading this. Um, a lot of them have responsibilities. So, you know, just hang in there. Yeah, definitely. All Peems. For me. Uh, what about you, Pimos? Well, I I have another thought, and I know I said that uh, that I had finished my list, but I've got you know the last of the last of my thoughts. Um, I thought I thought that maybe we should discuss um, the social pressures of the memorial uh, because oh, that's a good one because that is that is a major thing that you are put under a lot of pressure. Like even if you are inactive and you do nothing else. Not going to the memorial is one of the worst things you can do. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I would like to hear your, your perspectives on the social pressures, because these are going to be very anecdotal. And what are your thoughts? I think, I think this is a very important topic because the memorial is like the last thing that I, I think is like the last step to fully uh, going out of the Jehovah's Witness, because you may not be preaching. You may not be going to the meetings. You may not even be going to any uh, conventions or assemblies. But if your ass is not yeah, in the memorial, no, you you're better... an apostate, basically. Yeah. yeah. Basically, because that, why wouldn't I, you be? I remember missing one memorial as a kid. I had the flu. And I cried because I was scared because I didn't want to miss it because I thought that Jehovah would never forgive me or oh people in the God. kingdom would talk. And... The truth was I was just I was a kid with the flu and I I was so freaked out and I remember remember um because my dad always went to the memorial every year even though he's never been a witness 
and it was the one thing a year he'd go to and so like it broke my heart and I was terrified of the social ramifications it was the only thing my dad would attend and uh you know an 11 year old should not have to worry about that yeah yeah definitely what what about you pimps what what I wanted to ask you when you were pomey um did you miss any memorials no not even one memorial I was a pomey for Eight years, I did not miss one memorial. I haven't wow. missed one memorial. This is going to be the very first memorial that uh, I, I, I am yet to attend. So, no. Oh. no, I was Pomi for eight years, but you, you, you bet I was in the memorial, every memorial. For those who are not aware, a Pomi is someone who is physically out, mentally in. Someone who is inactive, but still believes. Yeah, someone who is a fully believing Jehovah's Witness, but just not... Uh, actively going to to meetings or, or 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 to the preaching work, shall we say? Did your congregation have any rituals for after me? Yes. Oh, this is probably going to reveal where I'm at. But let's just say, oh. Oh, um, okay. in where I live, there is this large buffet uh, restaurant, and every single uh, memorial season, you would just start seeing uh, the the manager and the. Um, the waiters just you would start to seem just just a little bit on edge like someone someone walks in with a suit and they're like oh my god is this is this happening is this is, is this it happening is it, nice it happening because it, it's, it's a different day every, every year it's a different yeah. day so just, someone's walks in with a suit and they're like, going off a jewish calendar yeah <laughs> so yeah it, because after every every uh, memorial i don't know why but most jehovah's witness would just there are like a seven seven locations and they're pretty big and mm -hmm. you would not be able to find a table to save yourself it's wow. it would just be like very hard oh I, wow. I don't know why and i don't know why that restaurant in particular it's not like a jehovah's witness owns it like it's i i looked into it it's just a thing so so How all, the, all the congregations would go to the same buffet yeah to the same to the same chain uh, they have like oh. five or six different locations and it doesn't matter where you're at if it's Memorial Night, you cannot find a table for you. Like it, it, it's it's impossible. That's hilarious. And, yeah, and they work um they work for for like extra shifts because people just keep coming. They, they, they close at, at ten, but people keep coming because a lot of people attend the memorial quite quite late because uh, there are not enough uh, Kingdom Halls, right? Oh no. Yeah, so people just keep coming. So they make good money. Uh, I yeah. think they they're encouraged. Jehovah's Witnesses are encouraged to to be uh, good tippers when, yep. especially when when people know that they're Jehovah's Witnesses. So I'm pretty sure that they make pretty good money. But you see, did you see the terrifying face? Like it's just, Ooh, I, I, I just, I just, it. I just think that, yeah, I just think that I like to believe Large that group. if you're working there, every time you see someone like in in a suit or in a in a long dress, you just look around to be like, <laughs> is it happening? Is it is it happening? Yeah, yeah, but it, but yeah. How, how about you guys? What are the um, traditions? Pretty after? similar. Just typically, it's a bunch of people going out with other other people in the hall. So very similar. Um, but I don't think there's a specific chain that people go to. I think kind of it depends what friend group you're in, where you go. Just anywhere. Well, like uh, our friend group, we went to a bar after every memorial. Oh, that would be oh you you would probably get. Sorry. So we're from we're from the Pacific Northwest, and they uh they really really like their alcohol here you would probably get uh talked to in in my kingdom Ooh. because they believe that the memorial should be just about the memorial so it is kind of understood that in the memorial like it's it's not a day where you're gonna drink it's not a day where you're gonna like watch a movie afterwards yeah it's about the memorial. meditate on it yeah it's yeah the, well, the only thing you can drink is maybe the wine 
maybe, and and maybe a little sip at the end, and 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 behind everyone because a lot of people would would stumble, and you don't want to offend anyone. That's that's the only alcohol you take. That's probably most areas. I think our area is a little particular. Go ahead, Beams. Oh, I I just wanted to say that in the hall I went to when I was younger, uh, it was specifically a chain that was known for uh, for desserts and pie. And we would go... It's not a chain. It oh, is a local chain. Oh, so, got it. Yeah, it's not um, there was a local chain that everyone in my old hall would go to after Memorial where they served a number of different pies. And it was always a, a pie night. Like, you, we all went out for pie after Memorial. Maybe the place we would go to was uh, was a pie chain named uh, Sherry's. I, I don't even know if calling it a pie chain is is accurate, but they they were they're a local chain. And by local, I mean the whole West Coast, where they. Wow, where did you get all that information from? Oh, I am totally repeating everything you just said off off camera. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I mean, I've got I've got to take the credit. Is... Like that's what's being a spiritual head is. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, to, to anyone, to anyone just wondering, um, uh, Peems just asked me, "Hey, can we just pause the recording for a second? Because Dax had something to say, and obviously, you know, Dax can't teach anything, and this will be this this will be a yeah. teaching matter. So, um, yep. Dax like filled Peems. I in. brought up my concern to yeah uh, to Peems, and so yeah, now he could yeah. relay the counsel. Yes, but so Dax, don't worry, you can do the demonstration ahead. later. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, so Peems. You should have remembered your head I'm covering. Being triggered. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, we would all go to Sherry's after uh, after the uh, memorial and get pie every time. And so I, I, I think that uh, that would make an excellent sponsor. So Sherry's, if you're listening, please sponsor our podcast. We will yeah, we'll, talk about know, your pie and we will lie about your food quality. Yeah, we know you're going out of business, but we love you. Sherry's. The place where every night feels like Memorial Night. Oh, there you go. Let's let's just pitch it to Cherries. Let's be honest. I don't know about where you're at, but where we're at, Memorial Night is kind of lit. Yeah, kind of because you kind of like get to see everyone. Everyone's everyone's in the same restaurants. Like, and all the sisters are wearing brand new dresses. It has to be a brand new dress. Yeah, and they always look great. And. And you that's want to take photos at the end, but there's a congregation that's coming in, so you can't really take a lot of so photos. All the photos are outside or blitzed at the very beginning, except they started. I remember, I remember a few years ago they started like, once you come in from Memorial, you're instantly supposed to take your seat, and I hated that. You weren't like allowed to talk anymore at the beginning, and we're all just sitting there quietly. Oh, see, I I went full white privilege and like ignored that council. Like I I put my stuff on my seat and then I got back up and started talking. Not last time. Oh yeah, yeah. Did did you ever have to be a, a parking attendant at the memorial and like stand across the street at like another parking lot that they rented out or something? Or that might have just been our hall, but we would rent out another parking lot for overflow parking, and uh, and then we all had to like just stand there and tell people when to cross the street. Uh, no. Um, to anyone uh, wondering, um, I am not an American. Uh, I I'm not afraid of carpooling, so we never had that issue. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that is that is fair. I withdraw. So, any last thoughts on the memorial before we move to our last segment? Peems. No. No. Awesome. I also don't have any other thoughts. I have so many thoughts, but again, yeah, if you but... really want like an in-depth discussion on the memorial, what are you doing here? <laughs> Just go to <laughs> JW Facts. 
Yeah, we could, we could, um, we can do, we save the rest of your knowledge and thoughts for next year's memorial. Um, yeah, I, I actually like at risk of uh, undermining what you just said. There wasn't that much stuff about the memorial on JW facts, unless I missed it. Yeah, there wasn't that much, but I think it's it's enough. Like, it's just, it's I, I'm sorry, really I, I'm sorry. You just told our viewers that they had more information than us. Yes, and I no, think no, no. we've done a pretty comprehensive what I'm saying, job, and I think our viewers should stay right here. You know, no that is right. That is right. Instead of stopping listening, that, this means you, listening. Mark. Yeah, exactly, Mark. Mark. Come on, Mark. Now you're listening to this to this podcast, Mark. You, you you've gone all the way here. Remember, you can just you don't have to take your headphones in. You just have to like check up in your in your phone, JW facts, and then you'll learn everything about the doctrine, which there's not really that much to learn about because the memorial re really, really doesn't really make any sense. And isn't yeah. that the point of the podcast? Now, let's switch and go to our last segment. Moving on. How to move on. Let's. How do we do it with Dax? Yes, that is, so that is the, I am the, very, very segment. newly in the... <laughs> I am very, very newly in the process of moving on. Um, I only woke up in January. So something that you should definitely try to move on is real charity work. And I will be, um, when I eventually create my own content, uh, I did document my first time volunteering last weekend. And it was with a group that is politically affiliated. And we picked up trash and human poop. And it was amazing. And I highly recommend you do it because it's a good way to see that there are people that want to help others in the world without um, the glassy eyed stares and weird conversations about your spirituality. So if you are looking to move on and are feeling lonely or feeling hopeless, because it is very, very scary and very difficult to wake up out of the Jehovah's Witness faith, consider volunteering. It is extremely fulfilling and you will meet some amazing people. And that is it from me. Awesome. Now, Peems. Do you have something after that a wonderful recommendation? Like, how are you going to top it? I want to reiterate that I am currently Pimo, so I'm not great at moving on. Uh, however, I would say um, speak to a counselor. Uh, counseling can do you wonders, um, and it makes a very, very big difference. Uh, also, continue listening to our podcast because this is a great way to get your information. Yes. You have to pick um, just one. So can we just pick the listen to her podcast thing? I'm, I'll cut the other <laughs> bit out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Forget, the, just, the, forget the therapist. I'll leave the important part in. Don't yeah. worry. There you go. Well, with me, my um, I, I kind of forgot that we were doing this, but don't worry. I'll, I haven't come up with anything, but I'll come up with anything at the end of the sentence. And my tip for <laughs> moving on is learn how to dress. Like, I know, I know. Uh, volunteering is nice. Volunteering is really great, and uh, mental health and whatever. Yeah, yeah. You just go. Oh, why not volunteer? But, but, but before, be, while you do that, what do you have to do to do before you do that? You have to get dressed. And as Jehovah's Witnesses, we don't know how to dress. If you think that you're as a Jehovah's Witness know how to dress, you are wrong. Okay, just now that it, it's fine, Mark. Don't worry. I know you're wrong, Mark. Yes, it's okay, Mark. Don't 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 feel bad, Mark. It, it's. You, you you can fix it so easily. So I'm going to give you three terms just to get you out of your, your comfort zone a little bit, okay? I'm going to give you Scandinavian minimalism. Look up Scandinavian minimalism. You'll see a different aesthetic. 
an aesthetic that is not really that hard. It's it's very bas basic. It, you can do minimalism, but but I think it's a little bit hard, and it's a little bit hard to um, the, the individuality is not there. And I feel Scandinavian minimalism is just a little bit. It's better. a very good place to start, though. Exactly, it's it's a great place to start. The second term that I wanna that I want you to look at is look into how to wear oversized clothing. It is very trendy right now, and it's it's always been uh, it's always been pretty trendy. Like I think you can wear oversized clothing pretty much um, any time of the year, and, and you're gonna look great. You're gonna look comfy, but to make sure that you are going to look great, you just need to learn how to how to style it, like you know uh, how to balance it. So if you're wearing like an oversized top or whatever, I know that I'm. I'm taking longer than either you with your no. with your actual stuff, but I'm committed to this bit. And and I haven't when I said three terms, I, I didn't really think of three terms. It's just, You're just let me think of, of the last term at the end. Yeah, I'm just spitballing. And the last term is silhouette. Just look into what silhouette means in the fashion world. I know this is taking for so long, but this is my bit. This, those are the three terms, silhouette and the other two, which I, I definitely forgot. That is my way of moving on. Any last thoughts before we we move on with this moving on segment that I just dragged into the ground for no, for no, this uh, I, I am I am personally offended as a card-carrying member of the Oversized Suit Club. <laughs> oh, that's oversized suits are fine. Just learn how to wear them. Just, just don't wear no. them like Tommy Morris. <laughs> Because there's here's the thing, um, as someone who's ex who's very 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 into fashion, um, there there is oversized that is fit for you, yeah. and then there's just clothes that are oversized, and you can wear both. The one rule that you cannot break is an oversized suit. It has to be tailored to you to be oversized. It cannot be something you grabbed off the rack or it's gonna look ridiculous. Yeah, suits so, suits are. Suits are hard. You can you can play around with the silhouette of a suit a little bit, um, but it's yeah, going to. You can to, also play around with the silhouette of baggy clothes. Like if you're a man, yeah, but it's, it's, a with lot suits, of men it's a little wearing, bit harder. You agree? With with men, I see a lot of men wearing a lot of <laughs> shirts, especially witness men shirts that are either way too long or way too short, um, and way too tight and way or way too baggy. And honestly, get familiar with a French tuck, like. It's not gay, I promise. It's not. No one's gonna think you're gay unless you are gay, and then you know you do you. But if that's if you're worried about that because you're, you know, still a witness and a little bit um, uh, homophobic, just don't be scared of tucking in your shirt. It's okay. No one's judging you. You look great. And with that, Peems, what do you want to talk about? What do you want to plug? What? Where can people find you? Uh, people can find me on Twitter at my little Pimo. I thought I thought you said we weren't gonna sing. <sighs> yeah, I wanted to I'm sing. Really, you you banned so it after, before the show. That's my little P I M O on Twitter and Reddit. Dax, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter as Jorn X Borg. Um, it was uh, Jane Cedar because I didn't know who Lloyd Evans was at the time. <laughs> I was actually trying to copy John Maple without picking the same tree and that's how that happened um <laughs> I, I i don't think so anyone's gonna believe that um so i think you just you should just embrace it you so were no. lloyd so number one fan uh, uh, nope so just no. embrace it <laughs> no. so now it's, just uh, standing for lloyd by the way for those who probably won't ever see the episode of me watching the lloyd live stream i oh, yeah it's a bonus up, thing i woke up four days before the lloyd evans scandal broke so i really had no idea um you can find me at Jorn X Borg on Twitter, and that's about it right now. Eventually, I will start a YouTube channel that no one will watch, but it will be fun for me. 
I will watch it and I will I will get Pimps to watch it too. So you will Thanks. have to territory. <laughs> Don't worry. And hey, maybe you can convince Mark. Mark, if you're listening, wouldn't you want to uh, watch uh, Dak's channel? Please write in. Yeah. I don't know how to get it, but you can message me at XJW Caleb on Twitter. Or, or you can find me on YouTube where I do videos. I do, I've oh, done a couple of videos. We need to plug in our um, Twitter for our podcast. And for, uh, for, for all three of our fans, you can find us on Twitter at BabbleOnTG. That's at BabbleOnTG. And with that, we close yet another episode, second episode of Babble on the Great. Although the first episode, the first official episode, because... It's the first episode with the three of us that I'm I'm probably not going to lose. So yeah, this is pretty exciting, right? I think so. So thank you so much for listening. Um, find you can find us or anywhere where you get your podcast except Google. I'm working on Google. It's just it's very complicated. Just just find us wherever. I think it just if you see us on the street, just 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 scream at us. That that's fine. Goodbye. That's it. That's that's how I'm going to end it. <laughs>